Hey, everyone. And wow, another good one coming your way. This is going to be thought-provoking. This is going to be one of those that you're going to be like, uh, yeah, we're talking about things that people don't really want to talk about, but we all feel it. And so today's show, I have Jennifer Watson with me. And she is a dynamic speaker, coach with a gift of intuition, which we love, and a visionary coach. She is an expert in wellness and leadership development, in identity and mental edge enhancement. Oh, yeah. High performance. We are going there. She does post-trauma growth movement and change adaptation and soul-aligned living mastery. You're probably like, what is all of this? Well, really, she's incorporating her expertise along with her athletic gifts as a former collegiate athlete, All-American. She's had the honor to share her message on the TEDx stage, NBC, Fox, radio, and top podcasts and summits with 20 plus years experience in business, leadership management, and wellness. And the best part is that her gift is truly to tap into the leader's Jedi flow state in wellness and leadership and create that extraordinary business and life kind of that ease plus joy. You're listening to The Relaunch Podcast, and I'm your host, Hilary DeCesar, best-selling author, speaker, and transformational coach widely recognized in the worlds of neuropsychology and business launches, which cultivated the one and only 3HQ method helping midlife women, yep, that's me too, rebuild a life of purpose, possibility, and inspiring business ventures. Each week, we'll be diving into the stories that brought upon the most inspirational relaunches while sharing the methods and the secrets that they learned along the way so that you too can have not just an ordinary relaunch, but an extraordinary relaunch. Welcome, welcome. So good to have you, Jennifer. Oh, Hillary, it's so good to be here. I'm honored. I'm giddy. And I'm just here to just support your community with some amazing stuff and kick off the weekend, my friend. <laughs> oh, so good. And here's the thing that I love when I have the energy that's coming out of you because it fuels me. Mm-hmm. And when we had our original conversation, I got off of it and I'm like, yes, like this is, you know, you, oh, I always talk about like, forget about, you know, like-minded. I want like energy people. Like that's who I want to surround myself with. So, so excited. And what I'm really wanting to make sure that we really dive into is we talked about this whole concept around it's no longer the new normal, it's this new different, but there are emotions and things that we're going to get into that have actually flared up, that have actually like, there's some really important discussions that need to be had, especially as it relates to, and we're not going to talk about it right this second, but loneliness and feeling like you're on an isolated island and it it can truly be debilitating. And so before we go down that path of really understanding what is going on in the world and what you can do for yourself, help us understand this journey that you've been on, right? You were collegiate athlete, you've done the TEDx, you've done all these amazing things, but what was the most significant relaunch that really shaped who you are? You know, I think all of us have these come to Jesus moments, Hillary. And I've had several in my life that have relaunched me, that have springboarded me into areas where I was going to create the greatest impact. And they always happen when you're in the darkest moments, right? <laughs> I really, really truly no that. And for me, this relaunch, my latest relaunch, really happened probably a few months before my TEDx 
really where I was at this moment of doing all the things, you know, I know all my high performers out there being really successful at a lot of things from my business. I had great friends. I had great family and that's all still true. I had the house to check off the box. And remember sitting in my house and going, but I feel like there's more. I feel that I'm not tapping in my deeper purpose. I feel lonely. I feel alone in this, this idea of really creating the life I really want now, even with all that, which by the way, everyone, you can have gratitude for all that. And I did, but I had this dark space of like, is this it? Like, I felt like I was just chasing success and not really living the true me. And so I literally was in my, my dark corner of my bedroom. It's either that or the kitchen or the bathroom, right? Everyone, right. you have this kind of moment of, I do have some gratitude and some things I've done, but I know there's something more for me. There's something that I'm supposed to be living in a deeper purpose in. And that was my moment where I, Jennifer, before you go on, this is so, and I'm, I'm sure people are like, uh-huh, uh-huh, raising their hand. Yeah, that's me. And there is that moment where you kind of feel guilty that you do have, you know, the roof over your head, you have that, you know, the, the people in your life that love you or that you're surrounding yourself with. And on the surface, it should be pretty darn good. And you almost feel guilty about like, why am I not more excited, more joyous, more happy with where I am. Mm. And in the relaunch book that I wrote, I talk about the divine discontent. There's that this deep seated, like, I should be, but I'm not, which is then more self-sabotage, right? You're beating yourself up because you're not where you thought you should be at this point, or you actually have the things that you've always wanted and you're not satisfied with them. Yes. Yes. And that's what I'll say. Loneliness, depression, lack of understanding of where you need to be wondering if you've gotten there yet you guys there's no bias in that we all come from these journeys whether you said we we've gotten there and we're like there's got to be more or we haven't gotten there loneliness desire for more finding your deeper purpose is in all of us and there's no shame and blame on that it's being super honest where you're at being grateful for the things you have, but really sitting with it, like sitting with the yuck and going, this is my relaunch. This is my opportunity to springboard into something more that's aligned with the full expression of me, the deeper purpose of me. And I see so many clients of mine, friends of mine in this new era wanting this. This is why I love that we're talking about this, Hillary. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are wanting something more, something different they feels inside them to create. And that's where I took off, made a TEDx on this journey. And since then, I haven't looked back. And I'm in this- So this happened, this this realization for you happened before you did a TEDx. So were you in the process of trying to put together an actual conversation and, and, you know, what you were going to talk about? And then you're like, wait a second, did you do a complete, you know, 180 and and change it up or what, what happened there? The, the, the TEDx was a total sidebar, (laughs) but I realized when I relaunched that everybody needed to hear this because they could do it too. Mm -hmm. I was at this little crot, you know, like this fork in the road, you guys, where I had it all. Like I had this big PT brick and mortar practice and I had all this stuff, but I knew God was calling for me for more to step up. And I was like, what is it? There's something more, there's something more. And as I began that journey is when I'm like, oh my gosh, people started coming to me with the same issue. I'm like, I got to share this message. I got to share my journey toward figuring this out, my journey through loneliness, trying to figure this out and bring it to the TEDx stage. And that was probably the culmination of a lot of this journey moving in this relaunch. And now I get to serve in the way that really fully expresses me as a coach, as a consultant, as a speaker and help people do the same for sure. (laughs) You know, there's so much here that I want to touch on before we go into the real crux of what you're talking about. You have been a athlete, you've been at the highest level and you've had to push 
through situations you had to, you know, when you're working out, you thought, you know, Hey, I got to do this. I got to run that. I got to run. I got to lift. I got all these things. So what I, what I find so fascinating about you and this journey is that you had the ability, you knew how to get through things, but yet you were struggling, not from a physical perspective, but really the emotional side of it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, my journey and that part of my TEDx was on that is how I suffered from loneliness and severe depression during this time that it was highly successful, everybody. And I know there's a lot of listeners out there going, yes, that's me. A lot of times we think depression and loneliness, people close themselves, shut themselves in, in, you know, in the, in the door and just close the, you know, the, the shades and just don't contribute to society. There's plenty of us that are struggling with depression and loneliness that are contributing, <laughs> that are still doing successful things, but are living with a dim light in that was my journey in wellness was actually the mental, emotional, spiritual wellness that I had to find tools and modalities to fully express that light again, fully live in full vitality of wellness. So I could serve people in the capacity that I truly, truly wanted to serve in. And yes, the irony is as an athlete, I could celebrate that I was being gritty and resourceful during this time because I was still doing things as I was trying to figure out this darkness. So I could be grateful for that part. Like, thank you, Lord, that I had this grit and resourcefulness to try to figure this out during this darkness. So the irony of this, you guys, it's one of the same coin that often you can have success in all these these gifts are keeping you going as you're struggling with the other side. There's a darkness of trying to figure out where you want to go next, the depression, the loneliness, and many other things that maybe you guys are experiencing that you're trying to navigate. No, no, if there's anything I could give you today, that it will go to the other side again, that you'll mm. be aligned with this deeper purpose of impact, this life, this true light that's in you, even if you're navigating on this other side of the darkness and you get to share your story with your gifts and what you learned so others can do the same. And that's what this is all about, you guys. The domino effect of learning your struggle, your pain can be the purpose that you give to the world, that can be the light to others to do the same. You know, when you're, when you're saying this, it's interesting when you think about people and you think about the facades that they put up and on the outside, you know, they look great. And then, you know, they, they fall over and they're like, you know, they can't even get out of, you know, bed, which is a real, it's, it's reality for a lot of people. And I remember when I was um, uh, working and I was, you know, kind of just making my way to the top at uh, Oracle in Silicon Valley mm. and everyone from the outside thought, Oh, you know, gosh, it's, you know, going great seven figures, you know, she's crushing it. And I was married and I had, you know, they even said, you know, I was such an overachiever. I had twins and, you know, I had another, it's like, okay. But then when I ended up getting separated from my husband People were like, what? Right. You guys seem, because he also worked at Oracle, you guys seem so great. It's like, what? Like, you know, my faith in relationships. I remember this one, this one gal came up, my faith in relationships is gone if you guys can't make it. And, right. and I remember thinking, I never opened up to anybody. Like it was very much an internal journey I was going on with this. And that's hard. And I believe what you're saying now is, loneliness is individual, but it doesn't have to be. No, no. And I love that you just shared that. Thank you for sharing that. But I want people to understand as you're going through your darkness, there are people that you would be drawn to that you feel safe with to share. I really, I really want to be clear that it's important to open up about your pain. People learn from that. That doesn't mean you have to wear everything on your sleeve and tell everybody and their mother. It's really finding the people that you know will align with you. The frequency we talked about mm -hmm. that will support you as you navigate this. And, and when you do that, you start expressing more the true essence of you. When you hide that, those layers your essence can't come out. Your vitality can't come out. Choose your people wisely. Find the ones, take the deep breath and share. And side note, this is just downloaded to me, everyone. 
you owe nothing to anyone. You owe nothing to anyone. You owe to yourself. And when you do that and heal you is when you can give everything to everyone. Because Mm. you just really remember that everyone, you don't owe anything to anyone. You owe it to you. And when you get that, you get to give every part of you, your truth, your honor, who you really are to the world in every capacity. And that, my friend, is what each of us should really strive to be doing every single day. Ah, you don't owe anything to anyone, Mm -hmm. just yourself. Such a good message to take away. Let's go back to talking more in the sense of this loneliness epidemic that has happened and why it has gotten to be, and and it was terrible before the pandemic. I believe that, you know, and and something, I think there was a survey that uh, was done, a massive survey that over 50% of people actually will admit to, you know, in secret that they're lonely, that they're experiencing that. And then after the pandemic, I believe it's gotten even, it's gotten even worse. And what's fascinating about this is that probably about seven or eight years ago, I was, um, I was involved uh, working on a potential new startup conceptual at that point around how do we help people that are newly separated, divorced, get back out there? And I'm pleased to say that the gentleman actually ended up going and he started the company and, um, you know, it's, it's called Come With come with. How great is that? Um, And it's just a cool, it's a great concept. Love everything about it, but it was based around loneliness. And so can you share with us what you've seen from before and now after around this state of loneliness and why it's, it has increased? Yeah. It's, you know, for one, from a physical perspective, everyone, you know, we, for a period of time, were pulled within, <laughs> we were in our homes, you know, and that we human beings need physical contact, physical touch. So naturally the, the onset of loneliness is going to come in. That's why I've been such a believer, connect with people as much as you can during these last couple of years and why we're seeing some momentum forward as we start to physically connect. But the part that I find is probably the most important that we need to talk about, Hillary, is it doesn't matter if you're physically with someone, you have a partner or kids, or you're physically alone at your place. Everyone across the board in the last couple of years has felt severe loneliness. We've seen depression and anxiety skyrocketing. And here's why. And I've seen two concepts come up is this. We're expecting ourselves to be someone that we're not. Or we're looking at the world and we think they're expecting something of us that we're not. They're lies we tell ourselves every single day. And it makes us pull within, get isolated, think that we are are not and cannot contribute powerfully to the world. And when you are not in good self-esteem and congruency with who you are, I don't care how many people you have around you, you 100% will feel lonely. And there's a way we can even talk about to tap out of that. Well, this is, hold on. This is a perfect chance. We actually have to cut to a break right now. But when we come back, we're going to talk about that feeling of when you're in a crowd and you're still lonely and what you can do about it. So stay with us and we will get back onto it. Thanks. This episode is brought to you by my very own Labor of Love, my most recent book, Relaunch. This book is a collection of my stories, other stories, and is a motivational guide to living a new 3HQ lifestyle, sparking your heart to ignite your life. It's available for purchase via Amazon. Get ready to try on the 3HQ method that I've been using for years throughout my entire life, reaching the next level in all areas, both professionally and personally. Get your copy today at www.therelaunchbook.com. Hey everyone, and we are back with Jennifer Watson, and we are talking about a topic that a lot of us feel, but we don't want to address. We don't want to share with anyone, and that is loneliness and how over the last couple of years, it has skyrocketed. More people 
And I, you know, it might be you right now. You might be feeling like, yeah, I've got massive loneliness and you don't know how to kind of shake it, how to get away from it, how to take that first step. Well, Jennifer is an expert in this and Jennifer, it is so great to be kind of taking, taking this conversation to that next level for people to really realize that, you know what, it's okay to say that you are lonely right now and it's actually really good for you. So going back to what you were talking about with, you know, you can be lonely by yourself or you can be lonely in a crowded, crowded place. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's so interesting because if anybody knows these stats, these stats were actually around before COVID that they actually saw a higher percentage of married couples that were lonely than people that were physically lonely. Okay. You guys, so this just to run that into the ground a little bit. Yeah. Wait a second. Okay. So people are lonely, lonelier being married than they are just being by themselves. That was a stat before COVID everybody. Okay. Mm. So I really want to hammer this, the, it, the concept of loneliness it's not a, a physical space of whether you're with someone or not. It's really going back to what is causing that emotion of loneliness. And it sounds really interesting, you guys, the nuance there. But the reason why that's important is because it's an emotion, we can shift it, you guys. Mm-hmm. So whether you're in a crowd, whether you're by yourself physically, whether you're in a hostile environment <laughs> or a positive environment, it's an emotion that we can shift very quickly, very quickly. Why I believe again, that we've experienced more loneliness. We talked about Hillary's physically, we've had to be quote quarantined for a while, but also it's made us step back into ourselves. Like, who are we? Are we significant? How are we contributing to the world? Often when there's a self-esteem, like, I don't know if I'm worth it. I don't know if I can contribute to this world anymore it's going to bring on loneliness and depression and pull you in even more. Okay. And when you start questioning, why do I feel lonely? You guys just start asking that question. That could be a possibility. You just don't know who you are. So when I look at people that are lonely, the common thing I have seen when it comes down to the bare bones are like, Jennifer, I just don't know who I am. Hmm. I don't know what I like. I don't know what I want to give to the world. That's literally like when I, that's what it comes down to everyone. So I know we're going kind of steps and these seem really basic, but you guys navigating this is hard. That's why people don't always want to do this. But if you can just sit with that, like maybe you're there, everyone like Jennifer, I, I don't know why I'm lonely, but I just don't know why I'm, why I'm here. I don't know why I'm, con- why I shouldn't contribute. I just don't know what makes me special. That's the place to start. You guys just start. It's so great because as you're saying that, I love that you're saying, Hey, it is an emotion. So a lot of times we say, I am lonely. Mm -hmm. I am sad, but you're not, you are, you are Jennifer. I am Hillary and we're having sad, lonely thoughts. Yes. And as you said, if we attribute this to the thought and that we have control over that is <laughs> the only thing we really have control over our thoughts, yes. then you can selectively choose that thought. Now I'm going to push you on this because I do think people have a really tough time getting out of the snowball effect of like, you know, when one thought comes up another, 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 and it just, you know, pop, 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 it's like that, you know, one of those cartoons, pop, 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 all those little teeny circles above the head. And when you think about this and you're in this state of like, I'm lonely, I'm sad. I just, you know, I'm really, I'm in a bad place. What do you as an expert and a coach in this, what do you do to help them create new positive thoughts? That's such a great, great question. Love that question. And everyone, I really want you to know the power of words is real. The power of words is real. Going back to what just Hillary just said, that if you change the words that I am experiencing loneliness, I'm experiencing loneliness. I'm not loneliness. You're not connecting it to 
your identity. You're not connecting it to your worth. You're just saying, I'm experiencing this. What it's going to allow you to do is step a little bit outside your body, so to speak, everyone, and look down at the situation and say, hmm, and get curious. Why am I experiencing loneliness? And what I encourage Jennifer, everyone- That's so great. Yes. Experiencing. I mean, like, yes. yes experiencing that. And once you're, you're in that mode of kind of watching, I'm curious, I'm experiencing loneliness. Why? And what I'm encouraging, I encourage you guys, this is a technique I use on all my clients all the time. Ask why, but the first why is just a knee jerk reaction. Why? Maybe it is. I am alone right now. I'm physically just in alone in my room. Okay. Why does that make you experience loneliness right now? And keep asking the question until it makes you go, Whoa, uh huh. <laughs> That's the real why. Okay, you guys, when you can actually delve into why, and I named a couple of reasons why people often are feeling experiencing loneliness, it may not be the reason. But if you sit with it, get curious about the experience and ask why, 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 then all of a sudden you get to the yes. <laughs> for guys, I call it the why wizard. You yes. For women, I call it the wise woman. <laughs> the, wise you know, woman. the wise woman is always asking you like, you know, okay, well, why? Yes. Why does that matter? Why is that important? Yes. Why, why having that thought, why do why will that help you or hurt you? I mean, it's like, oh, so and, good. And by the way, this process, you guys, is a little uncomfortable and painful because you might get to why. And you guys, I'm going to use myself as an example. Okay. I remember I experienced loneliness when I was physically alone and I, I got down deeper, like, why am I experiencing this? And I'm like, you know what it was, what did I say at the beginning? One of the, one of the two reasons I felt people looked at me differently less than because I was physically alone. I wasn't hitched that I was less than a person and it felt unsafe that I'd be rejected for being less than. And when I got to that, you guys, it didn't feel good, but I went, okay, now what can I do from that? Why to make me understand that maybe just maybe I might be worth it. Just maybe there's a reason why I'm here on this earth. And that's when I started looking at what are some qualities? That's the second step. You guys is what are some qualities about you that you not just like love? Okay. We want to get you out of that loneliness. We need a high frequency means love, love, joy, peace, or very high frequency. Not, well, what do I kind of like about myself? I started going, wait a minute. What do I love about myself? Even if it's one thing. And I guarantee you guys, I guarantee you, even when you have severe loneliness, severe depression, you guys have been there. I could pick at least one thing that I loved about me. And you guys, that higher frequency of love start pulling that up just a little bit, just a little bit. And the next thing you can do, this is the next thing is so powerful. Everybody is who am I really? Who am I? If I'm lonely, I'm going to be lonely with or without someone. I got to figure out who I am. What, what do I find that's valuable about me? Who am I? And you know how you do that? What are your top three core values? What are your top three core values? Because I'll be, well, I don't know who I am, Jennifer. I know something I really love about myself. I don't know who I am. Start with your top three core values. Because when you look at that, that is part of your spiritual essence. It's part of your integrity that you want to give to the world. Your things that are the most valuable to you is how you draw in your people your goals, the places, the things Mm -hmm. that you like, you guys. And if you don't know what your core values are, look at someone you respect. I respect Hillary. Why am I drawn to her? I think she's has high perseverance. She's classy. She's honest. Guess what? That's in you too. That's probably a core value in you. Mm -hmm. It's it's the mirror, right? It's the mirror. So Mm -hmm. go down to that. Why, why am I lonely? Then what do you, one thing that you can springboard you, rip the bandaid off, relaunch you in that high frequency. One thing I really love about myself and who am I at the bare bones? Three core values. You guys write them down. You'll start feeling this expansion happen. Like, okay, there is meaning to me. It doesn't mean you have to have it all figured out, you guys, but there is meaning. There's depth. There's something I want to express vitally, essence-wise into the world that's uniquely my own. You guys, I'm an identical twin. 
I have a 99.9% genetic blueprint and we're night and day different on what we love about ourselves, our core values, what we want to give to the world. It's amazing. And we're, we're identical twins. That no is one. fascinating. Right? <laughs> no, you know, when no you think like, about the, it, with the egg splitting, yes, you guys have, you know, the genetic exactly, but yeah. yet you are so different. And you guys, this goes back to like us changing the words, the experience in that it's actually right. frequency you can change environment. This is why they study twins. Mm. Environment is everything. We can shift our biochemistry. Even if you have two people exactly like into the desire of my soul of what I want, her desire, her soul is different than mine. That's how powerful you are at using these tools mm. and shifting it. You guys is letting it come out. Find, be willing to go to the yuck. Why am I feeling lonely or depressed or combination? Often there's a combination there. What is one thing I love about myself? Let me figure out who am I at my core? That is your soul wellness. It's the number one thing I start with on wellness. You guys, my practitioner, your soul wellness, who are you at your core? What do you want to contribute to the world? If you don't know yet, that's okay. That's why you have mentors and coaches and people to help you mm-hmm. out with that. And then you can express that vitality. That's what I call that vitality wellness into the world. And trust me, those little parts of that lonely start quieting and you start expanding. I love myself. You guys, I love spending time with myself. I've gone from loneliness to understanding how awesome I am. Does that mean I have a lot of things to still work on and things I'm navigating through and shadows and darkness? hundred percent. But I love myself. I love hanging out with me. And I want everyone to get individually and collectively that you can do the same, no matter who's around you or not. It's an experience. Well, this is so this is so important to be talking about the whole understanding of the experience. Because as you were saying this, I was thinking, you know, the time that I was the most lonely was when I had just separated. Mm-hmm. And there was this this period of wanting to belong, right? Like, I want to belong. Like that's where I was feeling that loneliness is from a not being right. I was no longer the missus to the mister. I was no longer like in that, you know, that, that couple. And I really had to come to terms with where did this sense of wanting to belong come from. And I think for so many of us, you might be like me that, you know, we go and we join clubs and we, you know, start to, you know, we go to church groups or whatever groups you're in, you know, athletic groups. Um, and we want to feel like we're with our peeps. We want to feel like, again, you know, a lot of that is like-minded actually, uh, yeah. which we started the conversation out with, but, how many times have you been with those people that you're, you know, you, you share the same interest, but yet you're still lonely. And what I had to come to terms with is belonging didn't mean how many organizations I was a part of. It was how could I get very comfortable with myself Mm -hmm. and that I belong right where I am within myself, the inner size, not just the exercise. And how, how can I now look at this form of like, I belong everywhere. Yes. I mean, it is really profound. I, I, you know, I literally like, it was a big wake up for me. Like I woke up, I like got out of bed. I'm like, Whoa. That's why there's so many good things that came over the last couple of years. And One of the six human needs Tony Robbins talks about is we want belonging. We want community, you guys. And the band was ripped off where we didn't have that. But the number one question that came after that when we were all alone in our houses was, who am I? Who am I? Who am I? And the irony is when you figure that out, you actually get your community that is aligned with you. You guys, it's the same thing. I'm going on a tangent here a little bit. It's just like you said, you know, getting a a part of a bunch of organizations The same thing with high performers, we get successful and we just keep dumping success and we're still realizing how lonely and how depressed we are. I did it. You guys, I was a hyper successful. I was overcompensating with the fact that I felt like a piece of junk. Mm. You guys, same thing with wanting to belong. You, you throw it at the spaghetti at the wall. Like I just want both those high performers that are successful. And the one that wants to be a part of every community, 
they're lonely because they don't know their value. They don't know who they are. And once you get that, the irony is you get the success aligned with you and it feels good. And you don't care about the success or not because it's just aligned with you. And you're now you're playing with high performance and success. You get the community that you desire, whether it's three people or 300, you don't care. You just want to be aligned with the people that are now aligned with you. But both those instances, you guys, high performer, successful people and people that just want to be a part of communities. It will all give you loneliness, no matter how successful and how many communities you're a part of, unless you go back to, I need to feel good being alone by myself, how rockstar I am. Let me figure this out. And that will come. Success will be joyful. My people that are my frequency, like you and I, Hillary, will come when mm -hmm. I actually don't care and don't owe anybody anything, right? I owe me. I owe me. Once I get that wrapped around my head, game over, your epic people will come. <laughs> and you know what you said? That is so great because there's also this whole element of if you are operating from that point of being really busy, for all you out there that just keep being busy, being busy, I'm so busy. And a lot of times we think that that's going to help our loneliness to just keep ourselves on the hamster wheel and I got to keep moving. But when you find that you can actually hang with yourself mm. by yourself and, and Hey, I still struggle with this. I still struggle with the fact, you know, my husband will go out of town for a week and, and I'll be like sitting there like, okay, how am I going to fill my time? And then I'm like, Whoa, cause that's my natural reaction. Right. And I realize, no, don't fill the time. Right, right. Be there with yourself. And one of the greatest things that just happened last week is that I we have this brand new remote and it's so complex. It's ridiculous. And I couldn't even, I couldn't, I couldn't get off this one station. Like I couldn't even like figure out because it doesn't have it doesn't have that like audio thing that you just say, you know, hey, get this, this, you know, this show. It's so complex that it doesn't even have. I'm like, oh. So it was interesting. I couldn't even watch TV. I'm like, okay, I'm really like being with myself. But listen, we got to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to dig into this conversation a little bit more around who am I? Who am I? And falling in love with yourself. This episode is brought to you by my very own Labor of Love, my most recent book, Relaunch. This book is a collection of my stories, other stories, and is a motivational guide to living a new 3HQ lifestyle, sparking your heart to ignite your life. It's available for purchase via Amazon. Get ready to try on the 3HQ method that I've been using for years throughout my entire life, reaching the next level in all areas, both professionally and personally. Get your copy today at www.therelaunchbook.com. Hey everyone, and we are back with Jennifer Watson and we are talking about, how about fall in love with you? Mm -hmm. I once did a, a course that I said, hey, date yourself. Try dating yourself for a week. Are yeah. you, does that, does that bring up like, yikes, <laughs> would you break up with yourself? <laughs> so what I want to talk about is this, this, you know, infamous question of, you know, who am I and how you can, I, I want to go back to this just for very briefly before we move on to this essence and, and really taking it out into the world. But when you really start and you talk about that first, that first step of who am I? And it is like, you know, I can't even tell you probably millions and millions and millions of conversations around this books about it, or, you know, TEDx conversations about it. But really when you are ambitious, yeah. when you are really trying to move up the, you know, old career path, make more money, drive, you know, provide all this stuff, what, how, how do you coach these elite people into really peeling back every layer of themselves to get to that core of who am I? Yes. Um, such a powerful question. It's the number one thing I work on with leaders besides wellness is 
you got to figure that out because once you do, that's your foundation, everybody, everything else is icing on the cake. And the first piece, as I said before, even with the loneliness piece is really looking at your top three to five core values is going to be huge in the next questions I'm going to have people ask themselves. I call it the power seven questions to help peel the layers of who you really are now. And by the way, a lot of people, they're like, I did know who I was before a couple of years ago. And now I have no idea. <laughs> so this works whether you that feel is like- That is so true. That right? is, I mean, my goodness. I think people are more lost, <laughs> lonely and lost, but really lost of, you know, kind of what is next for them. How do they do their relaunch? No 100%, doubt. 100%. And there's humility in that, you guys. There's power and humility. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. If you're like, I kind of know, I have no clue. It's different than before. That's okay. Honor that, you guys. Honor that. We all need help and support at different stages in life. And a lot of us in this last couple of years have gotten to this point. Okay. So the first thing is yes, the three core values, three to six, is such a powerful anchor for for any of my clients. And I have people review that every few years because it can change as you're calling. I have them review. I review it every quarter because. You know, if you're trying to bring in some of these core values that you're, you know, maybe not 100% in alignment with, you got to start working on them. You got to actually put them out there. You know, what you focus on grows. 100%. So that's where I start. And then these are what I call the seven power questions. We definitely go deeper than this when we get coaching deeper levels, but this is a great place to kind of rip the bandaid off and start experiencing you really are. Okay. Write these down, everybody. The number one question you always want to start with is what do I want to give to the world? Okay. And by the way, all these questions, I don't want you thinking a lot about the answer because our old self will start taking over. I really want you to write. I don't care how crazy it sounds. I don't care how, oh, no one will believe me if I say this out loud write it down. So all these answers come out pretty rapidly for everybody. You don't want to overthink this. What do I want to give to the world? What do I feel right now? Not yesterday. Not what do I want to give right now into the world? First question. Second question is what makes me feel powerful, Mm. confident, anchored, Okay. Whatever word resonates with you guys, what makes me feel powerful, confident? I love that question. Right. That's a great one. Great one. The third piece, what do I love to do? What do I just love to do? You guys, I don't care if it's something work-related or it's about, I love to color in a coloring book. That was one thing I used to say. I love to color. I love to play. I love to color. (laughs) Color is great. What do I love to do? Third Mm -hmm. question. Okay. Fourth question. What truth do I feel I need to speak right now to the world? What truth do I feel I need to speak right now to the world? Not yesterday, not in the future. Now, what truth? Give us some examples of that. Yes. For me, when I was going through even some of these own questions myself is I need to speak to the world about mental health because so many people are struggling in it. And I have experience, I have expertise, whatever. I need to do that right now. Mm-hmm. I did that with my TEDx. You know, I, I really ripped the bandaid off on that one. You guys, it doesn't have to be that, that big. It could be, I need to speak to my husband that I'm not fulfilled in this relationship. I don't know how this conversation is going to go. I need to speak to my boss that I really want to raise because you know what I deserve, but I'm scared that he's going to reject me. That does that make sense? Things that you're usually scared of. Yes. And I, I guess. And I also think that when you say, you know, these scary conversations, when you're scared about it, there's the root of polarity, right? Law of polarity is the opposite. So that's a great place to start. It's like, you know, what aren't you saying? Yes. What are you, what are you, what are you pushing down? So yeah. very good. That's, That's awesome. The fifth, one. The, the fifth one, what do I feel that I just know? I just know. What do I feel that I just know? I just know that I need to do right now. Okay. We're tapping into our intuition a little bit here. You guys, 
what I feel at this moment, I feel like I just know, I just know that I need to do right now. Whatever that is, it can be something small. It can be something big, you guys. Like it could be, I need to go to the bank and get a 30 grand loan because I know I need to put this business out into the world. Or it could be, I know I need to move to another state and everybody's going to think I'm crazy. (laughs) Or I know in my wellness, I need to put sleep first. It's just being downloaded to me. And I'm going to, I'm going to sleep every night at a structured time. I just know that this is something I need to do now for me. It's always about you, right? I just know, because I just know that I need to do this thing right now. I like what you're saying that it doesn't have to be, you know, it could be as simple as like, I know I need to drink more water every day. You guys, this is something that I actually did two months ago. I was like, okay, I'm now in Colorado. Yes. I'm no longer in California. I need more water. And so I just knew I needed it. And by the way, it has been a game changer. Yes, you guys, this is what I'm saying. Don't judge. This is why these answers need to be quick. I love it. I just know I need to quit my job and be um, a stay-at-home mom. I literally just had a a friend. She's like, Jennifer, it's crazy. I get paid so well. I don't know if I should do this. I'm like, just because you know, because you know, you know. She's like, yeah, I'm like, do it. She's so happy. Does that make sense, you guys? Totally. What you just said, I just know because I know that I need to eat more salads. You guys, this stuff is real. This is your higher knowing dropping mm. stuff into you. Sleep, by the way, and I bring up sleep as an example all the time. You guys, side note, which we could probably do a whole nother podcast on, would solve a lot of your mind, body, soul problems, period. <laughs> so we get to that another time, but sleep is huge. And it's such a basic thing. I had to do that. That was one of my- Sleep, I mean, my- water, food, exercise. Yes. Put in a little making love too, and you got it going. Yes. <laughs> I'm telling you, these are big. You guys, this absolutely thing, so small, good. Small things can be big. Don't so, judge. So tell us, way. tell us number six. Yes, number six. You guys, this is such a powerful one. This is a big one. What do you feel right now is your contribution, your calling to give to the world right now, no matter how big or small it is? You guys, that's different than the first question. What do I need to give right now to the world? That's different than your calling. Your giving can just be, you have some gifts and you want to support someone or you want to support yourself. Your calling is what you are doing to serve the world. Okay. Your calling. What right now, you guys don't judge big or small. This sounds crazy. No one's going to believe me. This one, it just sounds stupid. No, it is you. What is your calling? What is your act of service that you are to give to the world right now? Right now. And then the seventh crown it all in you guys crown it all in what do i need to do right now to tap in to the highest essence the highest frequency of me right now because it could be something goofy be something fun i dance you guys i'll give an example i love to dance when by the way this is a quick just rip off the banded power tool if you're feeling low frequency and depressed and you need to get stuff done that day i go out and dance because it makes me. This is so my- funny. I do the same. I wake yes. up. I give my husband a dance every morning. He knows exactly my mood based on what dance I'm doing. And I'm not talking yes. about like a 10 minute dance. I'm talking about like 30 seconds. This is what I, I agree. It elevates you. You can't. Yes. And, it, and it puts in that smile. It puts in the laughter. It puts in everything. I love that you yes. just said you that. Tap into something that seals the deal on all these questions. You guys answering those seven questions will start making you go because it's activating dark, light, things that are scary, things that you want to speak, things that you want to do. It starts activating all that. That's why you got to answer these quickly, things that just sound nuts and crazy. You start going, oh my gosh, I really want this. Oh my gosh, this is part of who I am. Oh my gosh, I haven't thought about that in years. You guys, this is where you start getting who are you. And at the end of the day, all that matters. And when you have that refined, we start down this rabbit hole, everything gets easy and fun and success, relationships, wellness, any other goal that you want to bring my way that we coach on. Okay. (laughs) You know what? This is so great because even if, okay, as you're going through those, if there's one or two or three that you're like, I'm kind of struggling with them. That's a great place to start too. Hey, it's okay that you're struggling. Maybe you, the calling, you know, I don't know what my calling is yet, but once you start to throw it out there into the universe that you're, that I'd like to know what my calling is. Yes. Now you're starting to be open 
to the answers, to the things that we think are like, oh, you know, that was kind of weird. Yes. All these questions are tapping into all of our human needs. What you just said, you guys, you don't have to have a concrete answer. It activates when you bring your essence of all these questions to the world, you as entrepreneurs, as high performers, as leaders are going to move your team, move your crowd into the exact same space. You're going to become more productive, more high performance, get the profit you want and bring your freaking deeper purpose to the world. Game over. You'll be an unstoppable leader. (laughs) Jennifer, this has been so amazing. I love this conversation. I love your seven steps for people that want to continue this journey, want to reach out to you. What's the best way to find you? Yes. The best way to find me, I'm most active on Instagram at the Jennifer Watson or LinkedIn at Jennifer Watson leadership. And I'm actually in the middle of just launching my next group program, influential leader that starts the end of September. Where we tap into some of these things, even go deeper yet to really live your full vital wellness, lead your unique leadership style and take your deeper purpose to the world with ease and flow at an accelerated rate. So if you're interested in that, or just have questions on this podcast, don't hesitate to reach out to me at the Jennifer Watson Instagram or Jennifer Watson leadership on LinkedIn. (laughs) Ah, it's so good. And for all of us, and as you went through the questions, I was thinking about them too. I'm like, yeah, great. And probably, you know, every year I'm getting a little bit clearer and clearer and clearer on this. So it is a journey. There is no true destination. It is all about the process of getting there. So been so great having you. And I do want to let everyone know that we have a free, love the free workshop coming up that you can go to the relaunchco.com, sign up for getting a little clearer on the three HQ, getting out of your head, into your heart, tapping into that higher self and leveraging, learning how to leverage your intuition. So please make sure you go do that. And at this point, we look forward to hearing you, seeing you, doing everything with you next week. Relaunch now by living now and loving now. We'll see you again. You've just heard another episode of the Relaunch Podcast. If something shared in this episode resonated with you, please head over to iTunes right now and leave us a five-star review and share this episode with others to inspire them to take the small steps that lead to a life full of purpose and possibility. And remember, you can have immediate access to the show notes and any giveaways at therelaunchco.com backslash podcast. Until next week, now is your time to relaunch your transition into a transformation.